The Islanders put up a strong effort but fell short 3-2 in overtime to the Florida Panthers. We'll break down our key takeaways from this game, including the excellent play of Ilya Sorokin. Plus, we have our weekly farm report as Bridgeport battles for the final playoff spot in their division in the AHL. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So I'll give you some instant insight and analysis. And it's always great to interact with fans during the game and really any time. So feel free to hit me up on Twitter as well. Tough loss. For the Islanders, they fall in overtime 3-2. Alexander Barkov getting all three goals for the Florida Panthers. And look, were there problems with this game? Yeah, I mean, they were holding on to a 2-1 lead in the late stages of the game. Uh, You know, like literally less than four minutes left in regulation when Barkov tied it. But at least... I can say that the Islanders never quit in this game. And they got some outstanding goaltending from Ilya Sorokin, which kept them in the game. And the Islanders were outshot 42-26, to and yet still managed to get the point and force overtime because of Sorokin's strong play. And look, good news, Simeon Varlamov was well enough to be the backup, so he's back and... Whether or not he plays Thursday uh, against the Rangers remains to be seen, but at least he's back and able to be the backup, and I'm sure he'll see some action uh, over the next couple of games. But Sorokin really kept the Islanders in a game that they were being outplayed in through most of the game. 
and I give him a lot of credit. Look, Sorokin has now faced 40 or more shots in three of his last five uh, starts, and yet he's played well in almost all of them. So uh, hats off to Ilya Sorokin because he has been the Islanders' best player uh, in the last few games. Nice goal by Sebastian Ajo. He got the first goal for the Islanders in a Solid goal by J.G. Pajot, who had the second one. But overall, the defensive breakdowns hurting the Islanders again. And on the game-tying goal late in the game, four Islander defenders just sort of standing around uh, while Barkov got to a rebound and was able to put it home. That was a problem. And again, especially in the first, let's say, 10 minutes of the hockey game, and again, through large stretches of the game, defensively, the Islanders just allowing too much time and space for a talented, skilled, fast team like the Florida Panthers to maneuver through the neutral zone and, and create too many scoring opportunities. And that's why you end up with a game where you give up 42 shots on goal. The fact that they were able to keep it close is a good thing. And the fact that this team gave a very strong effort throughout this game is refreshing. You know, the Islanders, in theory, don't have anything to play for. Uh, they've been eliminated from the playoffs. Okay, yeah, you, you want to be a 500 team or better by the end of the season. I understand that. That's a legitimate aspiration. Um, but... Here's Florida battling for, you know, home ice advantage throughout the Eastern Conference playoffs, even hanging on to an outside chance of getting the President's Trophy, uh, while the Islanders don't have anything to play for, and at least the Islanders played, you know, gave an all-out effort and played pretty well uh, in spurts. And, and hung tough throughout the game. So I give the team credit. Still don't understand why Oliver Wallstrom is on the bench. That, to me, is a decision that really doesn't make a lot of sense. Ross Johnston had his moments in this game. Uh, Kiefer Bellows had an assist. I'm pleased to see him playing better. And he looks to have a little more chemistry uh, with Matthew Barzal on that line. But Wallstrom needs to play. And, you know, I want to see what Ross Johnston can do if he's in the lineup every day. But I also want to see what you can get from Oliver Wallstrom. And not having him in the lineup when you know the season is over is more than a little bit frustrating from an Islanders fan perspective. Before the game even got underway, the Islanders had was about an eight-minute video tribute to Mike Bossy, uh, his wife and kids were, uh, and grandkids, I believe, actually, were in the arena. And just a touching tribute. If you want to see it, I did retweet the video on my Twitter feed. So again, uh, at Ice Wars NYR VSNYI to check that out. But a real moving tribute that included, you know, highlights of Bossy even as a kid and, and, and in some of his magic moments with the Islanders 
the great goal he scored against the Vancouver Canucks in the Stanley Cup final, the year he won the Conn Smythe Trophy, the 50 goals in 50 games, some great quotes from Bossy and his teammates, and, you know, seeing him both as a youngster before he became an Islander, some of the great moments he had as an Islander, and then, you know, some of the things he did at the arena after his retirement, interacting with fans and representing the organization. So sad, uh, but a very well done and fitting tribute by the New York Islanders to Mike Bossy, who will always be a big part of the Islanders franchise history and, and really one of the better pure goal scorers the NHL has ever seen. Also want to send get well wishes to Brendan Burke. He tested positive for COVID according to his Twitter account and we wish him a complete and speedy recovery. Good to have Butch Goring back in the booth for the Islanders. But uh, Overall, a disappointing finish when you're up 2-1 to one at home with four minutes left in the game. You want to be able to close the game out. The Islanders couldn't quite get that much done, but hung tough, played well, picked up a point against, again, one of the best teams in hockey, and at least the effort was there, even if there were some definite flaws, especially defensively at times during this game. So... When we come back, we will have our weekly farm report. We'll discuss all things Bridgeport Islanders as the uh, AHL affiliate of the Islanders is battling for the final playoff spot in their division. We'll also have our Islanders birthday of the day, a popular uh, tough guy from the late 90s and early 2000s. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You can get farm-fresh seasonal produce and easy-to-make recipes delivered right to your door every week and the ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in under a week so they always arrive fresh all without a trip to the grocery store or the farmer's market you can pick your favorites from among 50 weekly options and skip weeks when you need to change your delivery date or update your preferences all in the hello fresh app and they will tailor their meals to your needs whether you're a vegetarian or a vegan or a uh, dairy-free, they have things that will definitely be to your liking and, and give you some great choices. Look, I've used HelloFresh. You don't waste food. It's less expensive than making trips to the supermarket, and everything is delicious and pre-portioned. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and Three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and code LockedOn16 for up to 16 meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Time now for our weekly farm report and the Bridgeport Islanders battling for that final playoff spot. And they had two games over the past weekend on the first game, 
April 15th, they get a 2-1 to one overtime win over the Phantoms, and that was a big, big game as the Islanders beat Lehigh Valley 2-1. to one. It was a comeback win. Austin Zarnick gets the game-winning goal just 26 seconds into overtime to increase the Islanders' record to 30-28-7-4. Otto Koivula, a goal and an assist. Corey Schneider continuing to play well for Bridgeport. 35 saves, and he is now 6-0-2 in his last eight games. And I'll tell you, the uh, eight-game unbeaten in regulation streak tied for third among all uh, AHL goalies this year. And by the way, with the win, the Islanders jumped ahead of Hartford for that final playoff spot in the division, and that was huge. Unfortunately, the next night, the Islanders went up against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, and they fell in a, in a tough game, 6-5. to five. Simon Holmstrom scored two of the five goals for Bridgeport, also added an assist, but it wasn't quite enough on the road. Chris Terry had a goal and an assist. Otto Koivula also productive. He had two assists. So did Parker Weatherspoon. But uh, the Islanders, in their last road game of the year, end up losing, and they are 13-16-5-2 on the road. They are still hanging on to that sixth and final playoff spot in the Atlantic Division of the AHL with two games left. And the discouraging thing about the Saturday, uh, or excuse me, the second game, um, they had an early 2 to nothing lead uh, five minutes into the game. You had Holmstrom scoring, uh, and, and then, you know, 70 seconds later, uh, another goal, Michael Dalcole, and you, you think, okay, we're on our way, but they just couldn't hold it. The unbeaten streak by Corey Schneider coming to an end. He made 28 saves in the loss, but uh, the Islanders, Bridgeport, only managing 23 shots on goal in this game. And as a result, they end up with the loss. Still hanging on to that playoff spot, though, by the way. And there was some news this week as the Bridgeport Islanders signed three players who were on amateur tryout deals. Well, they signed the three of them. You had Trevor Cosgrove, a 24-year-old defenseman who spent the year at Northern Michigan University. Then they added forwards Kobe Bender, who was with Minnesota Duluth, and Jimmy Lambert, who was at the University of Michigan, where he was an alternate captain. So those three players going to be with Bridgeport next season to add some veteran death, uh, depth and maybe some players who, in a pinch, can be called up to play a couple of games with the big club if necessary. Now, we mentioned the battle for that final playoff spot for Bridgeport. They've got two games coming up this weekend, the last two games of the regular season. Friday night, 7 o'clock Eastern time, at home against the Springfield Thunderbirds, and then Saturday, home against the Hartford Wolfpack, one of the teams they're battling for that last playoff spot in the Atlantic Division. That is a 7 o'clock start as well. 
if you want to watch the games, first of all, you can get tickets, head out to Bridgeport, or uh, AHL TV will give you live uh, broadcast of that game. If you want to check it out and see how the Islanders are doing uh, in their battle for that final playoff spot. Chris Terry, with two games left, barring a miracle, he is going to lead the Islanders in scoring. He has 29 goals, which by far puts him in first place. He's the only player with more than 20. And if he can get one goal in the last two games, he'll hit the 30-goal mark. He has 57 points in 59 games. Otto Koivula, 47 points in 56 games, including a team-high 35 assists. Simon Holmstrom, 42 points. Andy Andreoff with 40. And Arno Durando with 37. Uh, among defensemen, Parker Wotherspoon now in first place there with 23 points in 55 games. He's also a plus 8, which uh, puts him in uh, a pretty good situation. Thomas Hickey, uh, plus 14, is the only player with a better plus minus. Uh, as far as goaltending goes, Corey Schneider really playing well. A 2.74 goals against average now and a 9.21 save percentage. He is 13-11-4 on the year. Jakob Skarik, 16-14-4, a 3-3-1 goals against and an 8-97 save percentage. But this weekend will be big, and I'll tell you, it is important from an organizational standpoint that Bridgeport get into the playoffs. Even if they're eliminated in the first round, you want some of these younger players to get professional playoff experience and you know to get Otto Koivula, Simon Holmstrom, uh, you know players like that playoff experience, Robin Sallow get playoff experience and maybe they'll send uh, some of the younger players down uh, for the AHL playoffs if the uh, Bridgeport Islanders go deep enough in so maybe you see uh, you know, a guy like Kiefer Bellows playing in the playoffs or Sebastian Ajo. That would be interesting and, again, beneficial for these younger players to get that experience at the professional level. So hopefully they'll make it two games left, and it is going to be an exciting weekend for the Bridgeport Islanders. We've got more to get to on today's show. We will... Have our Islanders' birthday of the day, an Islanders uh, tough guy from the late 90s and early 2000s who was very popular on the team. He's our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we start to look ahead to Thursday's game against the Rangers. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Have you tried the Puffs? Well, if you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And like all Built Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And Puffs, they're a fan favorite because listen to some of these amazing flavors like yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow. I love the banana cream pie best. These are so good. They're going to be your new favorite. And look, most Built Bars contain just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs, but they pack 
17 grams of protein. Most candy bars have around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And today is the 47th birthday of former Islanders forward Steve Webb, the native of Peterborough, Ontario. Drafted in the seventh round by the Buffalo Sabres back in 1994, but made his NHL debut with the Islanders during the 1996-97 season. In just 41 games, he scored his first NHL goal, had five points, but accumulated 144 penalty minutes. He topped 100 penalty minutes in a season twice more with the Islanders in 1999-2000 and again in 2001 2002, remained with the Isles through the end of the 2002-2003 season uh, before uh, playing five games in 03-04 with the Isles and five more with the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, spending time in the AHL with both organizations for his NHL career. Steve Webb, 321 games, five goals, 18 points, 532 penalty minutes, Add 14 playoff games, including, well, basically uh, all of those 14 with the Islanders. He had 28 penalty minutes in those 14 games. We will look at one of Steve Webb's better games with the Islanders. We take you back to the Mellon Arena in Pittsburgh on October 10th, 2001. We're early in that season, the 01-02 season. Islanders... And Penguins going at it. Chris Osgood, the goalie for the Islanders, while Jean-Sebastian Aubin is the goalie for Pittsburgh. And our Islanders' birthday of the day, Steve Webb, gets the scoring started. His first of the year, Max Lindgren and Claude LaPointe with the assist at 13.06 of the first. Islanders up 1-0. But the Penguins got the next three goals. One by Martin Straka, a future Islander. His first from Alexei Kovalov and Mike Wilson at 128 of the second. Robert Lang, his second from Straka at 738. And then Straka, his second of the year, second of the game from Kovalev and Ian Morin at 14-16. And just like that, the 1-0 lead became a 3-1 deficit for the Islanders. But the Islanders battled back late in the second period. Jason Blake got his first of the year. Claude Lapointe and Radek Martinek with the helpers at 17:47, And 53 seconds later, Michael Pekka tied the game at three with his second from Sean Bates and Adrian Acoin. In the third, it was all Islanders. Mark Parrish broke the tie just a minute and a half into the third. His fourth from Pekka and Sean Bates at 1:30. And then Parrish again, his fifth of the year from LaPointe and Roman Hammerlick at 17.41. And then Claude LaPointe, who had four points in this game with the empty net goal from Jason Blake and Roman Hammerlick at 19.29. That was a shorthanded empty netter. Islanders win it by a score of 6-3. For our Islanders' birthday of the day, Steve Webb, he had a goal. He was a plus two 
And yes, he picked up five minutes for fighting, battling Mike Wilson in the second period of this game. So uh, Sean Webb, always popular with Islanders fans during his time with the team, always stuck up for his teammates and was good with the fans. Uh, he is our Islanders birthday of the day, and we wish him all the best. Encouraging that this team never quit, that they played a tough game against a very good and talented hockey team in the Florida Panthers. Look, this game, for parts of it, was an Islanders-style game. They gave up a lot of shots, but not a lot of high-quality shots. They got excellent goaltending, and they scored just enough to take that 2-1 to one lead. But in the end, the defensive breakdowns were too costly, and they end up losing in overtime 3-2. to two. Next up, the New York Rangers, who are battling with the Carolina Hurricanes for first place in the Metropolitan Division. How sweet would it be, Islander fans? to have the Islanders spoil the Rangers' chances at first place in the division. Sort of a nice way to play spoiler and end the, the season on a high note, so hopefully that's what we see from the New York Islanders uh, on Thursday, and we'll be back tomorrow with a full preview of that game. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.